surprised. Treading water that they drowned. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. And we got a great show for you tonight. You know, Mung's got a lot of things going on. John's traveling again. But we have a great lineup of guys to come in and talk about all the injuries, everything that's been going on. You know, there's a lot of panic on Twitter right now. I don't think I've ever seen such just disarray and people trying to make quick moves and and not thinking about you know the long-term ramifications of things and we're going to break it all down for you guys and hopefully put you guys in a better position here because you know we're two games in we got to start making some decisions on what these dynasty rosters are going to look like so the first guy i'm bringing on is you know one of the the architects of the the year one punt guy that's really been buying into that where if you guys have questions hit him up that is my man adam armor r underscore adam armor how you doing tonight bro Fantastic, Dad. Thanks for having me on and uh, feeling good. It's uh, post-week two and uh, scoring a lot of points except for the punts, but uh, looking good. And I've been telling everybody, week one I went 17-1, and one, and they're like, yeah, but Dad, you lost Smash 1, Smash 3, Smash 7. I'm like, if I'm losing, I'm winning. That's what a punt is all about. Like, you don't actually want to win those games. You know, I took took a lot of flack for that, but I'm like, guys, that doesn't actually count. Uh, another guy on the show, you know, coming back for the second time here. Josh, that's A-G-J-B under Shepard. The, uh, the guy who's telling you go out and buy just Jahan Dotson. And again, he scores another touchdown this week. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, Jahan is making me proud. Uh, my week two was not as good as Adam's, but that's that's why it's good that I'm on the show because I need this. I need to not overreact to these things and try to uh, try to figure out what's best to do. So I appreciate you having me. And last but not least, you know, welcome back to the show, Ian. That's at Super Skull Fan, fresh off that uh, you know Jalen Hurts beat down there on your Vikings. Now welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Dad. I'm glad to be back. Uh, you know, had a bit of hiatus there but i'm glad to be back you knew i had to harass you on that i I mean it's natural i mean you know what okay we beat the packers week one so it's still like a high from there so i'm still we're technically vikings are winning the nfc north right now and you know shout out to the patreon this comes up all the time but when it comes to jalen hurts you guys have known this for months when he gets out there on the field i can feel it deep down in my plums you know, like Jalen Hurts is him this year. Super excited about it. Uh, Adam, the one guy that you and I, you know, like I started really coming around on him. You and Mung were really high on him. I mean, obviously we were into Trey Lance season, right? And I know Ian drafted him and I've had the pleasure of drafting multiple drafts with all of you guys. And we get the the horrible, horrible injury to Trey Lance. You know, he underwent surgery, according to Eden Rappaport, successful surgery. Um, it was for two ankle surgeries. He should make a full recovery, but according to it, surgery was performed at Stanford Hospital and repaired two injuries to Lance's ankle, a fibula fracture and a ligament disruption. You know, Lance is going to start the rehab process with the team physician, and he looks like he's ready for a full return by the beginning of, of 2023, which is like the nice part with this didn't happen week seven, week eight, you know, before you have him in Dynasty. Adam, I know you dug into this, you know, as far as as far as the injury goes, and we're going to break down how it how it affects the entire 49ers team and, and some trades we can make. But why don't you talk to us a little bit 
about the history of this injury. Yeah, for sure. It, it's a. Uh, it, it, I think we're all, you know, especially us that are, you know, most of us were pretty high. The market was very high on Lance. So to have this news, you know, come down with his opportunity in front of him is just crushing for for the kid, uh, crushing for for fans. But looking at it through the the lens of the medical first, um, you know, I did some digging and and it's, it doesn't seem that long ago. But Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, right? We had some similar injuries. Now Alex Smith was, but he also did. Uh, the tibia as well. So that was a little bit more extensive of an injury. Um, But those are the last, yeah, those are the last three. And I thought it was interesting to kind of go through their stats. And I really honed in more on Mariota, given the rushing compared to the other two. I thought that was more of a comp, even though I still like Lance as a prospect more than Mariota, but did some interesting, uh, you know, my initial feeling was, God, you know, the rushing is probably going to go down. That was my first reaction looking at it. But when I did the, did the numbers, yeah, rushing actually didn't change upon the next year. In he got injured in 16 and came back in 17. He actually got injured later in the year. Came back in 17. You saw a few efficiency differences on uh, the passing, but rushing didn't change, which surprised me. Um, and then, you know, uh, but the following year, so that had been 2018 season, it was back to normal, at least from a statistical perspective. Now you can argue the team, uh, was kind of that's the beginning of you know the start of the downhill when he was back in Tennessee, uh, but I thought it was very surprising and and it kind of reconfirmed my feeling that that, that uh, you know don't overreact is a general feeling on the market, but especially looking at the data points for this injury, it's a great opportunity for those are patient to look to for buying opportunities for those who are overreacting to it. And I love that, and we're going to talk about some trades where. Whatever scenario you're at, whether it's rebuilding, retooling, or all in, what you can do with your Trey Lance shares. Before I do that, I want to really talk about, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. He was that safety net. You know, there was the rumors of him getting traded, but ultimately, I mean, San Francisco, I don't want to say dodges a bullet, but Garoppolo is a very competent backup. You know, he comes in 13 for 21, 154 and a touchdown. During that time, uh, Jeff Wilson, 103 total yards and two receptions. Debo, five receptions, 97 total yards. Ayuk, eight targets, 63 yards. I mean, Josh, who is the biggest ba- benefactor here now that you know Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback? Because there were some, you know, I, I had been screaming. There are some guys that were complete sells because of Trey Lance, but now we, we go back to what we're used to is what San Francisco's done in the past with Jimmy Garoppolo. Who becomes a buy now? To be honest, I actually think the stock is up for all pass catchers. Um, Debo's rushing is is more necessary than ever. Um, and so they're going to manufacture touches. Kittle actually is more exciting to me now because Jimmy G and Kittle have that connection. But to be honest, the guy I'm most excited about is Ayuk. Um, and that's because I did a little bit of uh, digging last year, you know, pre-Lance, but a lot of people still have that bad bad taste in their mouth from the beginning of 2021 when Ayuk was in the doghouse. It was so much hype and he really just crashed and burned because of the whole thing with Kyle Shanahan. But I just wanted to read you all something from weeks, weeks nine to 17 last year. This is with Jimmy G at, at quarterback. He had one game below five targets. And then let me read you some of these stat lines. Seven for 85 and one, three for 91, three for 55, six for 62 and one. Then he had a dud. Four for 40 and one, four for 94, six for 107. I mean, this is, that's about as consistent as you can get for a, for a wide receiver. I mean, Absolutely. towards the end of the year, people forget how good he was 
Uh, so I'm most excited about Ayuk because of his cost. I don't think you have to pay as much as a as a Kittle and a tight end, you know, premium or a, a Debo. So uh, Ayuk has already been showing showing it, but I think I'm the most excited to buy him. And I mean, Ayuk during that time, it's 13.6 points per game, top 15 wide receiver. And here's the interesting part. I mean, we got to at least talk about, you, you talked about his cost. No one's selling for a 23 second. No one's giving a 23 first. I feel like this is a major theme that we've been talking about. Would you pay a 24 first for Brandon Ayuk? That feels like the cost, or do you think we're going to have to add on top of that? Because for me personally, I would sell Brandon Ayuk for any 23 first if it comes across my table. But he's a young guy, clearly you know, has the ability to break, break out, and it's going to happen here. So, I mean, what would you be willing to pay for Brandon Ayuk? I think that it's it's tough because the still there's still Lance in the long term outlook, right? So I don't know if if Ayuk is going to be that massive difference maker for 2020 2022 and then if Lance comes back healthy, then we run into some of those same issues. So he's more he falls into the range of I'm willing to part with two 232s if that makes sense. Yeah. Um and and I'm a little hesitant for the 241 if I had to use the 24-1, I'd like a, a, a 24 or 25 pick back that's a little bit later. But he is a buy, but he, he kind of falls into the category of maybe slightly more than two twos. Um, but I don't know if you'll need to pay more than two twos, if that makes sense. So, And I'm looking, Dynasty Trade Calculator right now, he is the wide receiver 35, right behind Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas. Ian, if you're given that opportunity, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Smith, who are you taking out of that group? And I mean, you know, we, we've talked about where where IU can be. It does is this also positive for Debo Samuel in the long term as well? Uh, I think it's positive for uh, everyone on the Niners, like Josh was saying. Um, but uh, out of that group that you mentioned, I'm still probably going Devonta Smith personally. Um, but with IU, I think it also you know matters on what kind of league and roster construction. Because if mm-hmm. you're in a, a win now type of league and you're in a 14 teamer. I might give up a 23 first. If you're if you think that first is going to be pick 13, pick 14, go for it. That's honestly. a great point cuz last last couple of weeks we've really been talking about the 223 first or 23 seconds or 24 first, but you bring up a great point there because if it's a 14, 16 team league, that that late first is a lot different than a say a 10 team. And I've been getting a lot of questions really about people giving up 23 first and 10 teamers. And I mean, we all know there are at least 10 like Stop. high level studs in this in this. So that that changes things a lot. But that's a great point about the 14s. The other guy here, guys, is and and I think Josh brought it up. I've been on the sell George Kittle train the entire offseason. You guys know I've been leading that charge for 23 first plus Knox plus Schultz, all that kind of stuff. Now I'm starting to come back in a little bit, you know, because now we know what Kittle has done with Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. These guys are best friends. He targets him heavily. And I, I feel like I'm willing to go out there and now pay a 23 first. Maybe the one that I got to go with Schultz, so I'll have both of them, right? So go out there and you just kick the tires on Kittle, especially it sounds like he's going to be back this week. If he's not, you know, he's out of sight, out of mind. People are definitely going to be, you know, willing to move in there. The next part I really want to talk about is people, you know, we know everyone's big on, on what's going on in San Francisco. Now it's, man, what do I do? You know, like I just lost Trey Lance and I went across my 18 leagues and 17 of them, they're guys that had a firm QB3, 
and Lance was their QB2, or they were already rebuilding. Like I tried to trade both Adam and Ian in Smash League. They were already on kind of retooling teams. So there's no point for them to trade Trey Lance. But I was able to make a trade, and we're going to talk about that. But I want to look at just right now, looking at Dynasty Trade Calculator, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson's QB12, Fields at 13. Lance has moved into 14, just one spot above Rodgers and Stafford. Uh, Josh, I mean, you're, you're contending. You know, I'm going with you on this first because I know you have a lot of contending teams. What's the move for you here? I mean, you have Trey Lance. He's obviously not going to score you a single point. You know, hopefully you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you have him, you know, he's a middling at best quarterback too. You have a team you really want to compete. What's the move that you're making here with Trey Lance? Well, one thing I'm not doing is throwing him on the block and letting people know that I'm desperate. That's the one thing that I'm not doing because that's just poor strategy, right? Because uh, in negotiations, if they see that you're desperate, oh, you better believe they're going to milk you for everything you've got. Yeah. So, so I might actually, because the season's long, right? You know, I might give it a week or two where some, some of that emotional, uh, you know, some of those emotions die off a little bit, but then I am shopping him. And, uh, and I think this goes back to maybe I have a little bit more concern than, than some of you guys hear about, you know, I think Adam, you brought up some great points with the injury comps. I have a little bit of concern with even his future outlook. Um, I know that's not necessarily shared, but, but a guy that has made all of his living so far on, on really running the ball, I just can't help but put myself in his perspective coming back from an injury with all these big guys chasing you, how that wouldn't make you a little bit skittish. Um, and so, you know, on the one hand, maybe he can develop his throwing. Maybe he can uh, process the game better. I'm still nervous about his long-term outlook. So I'm willing to sell for 75 cents on the dollar if it moves me closer to a championship and I still retain some long-term value. So um, I'd be absolutely exploring that, not panicking because he's still – a worthwhile hold. Um, but to be honest, if, if you can't get something like that done for a piece that you like, I might just explore uh, a, a stopgap, like a Goff, like a Wentz, like a somebody like that, that might get me by, that might have a little bit more upside than Jimmy G. Those are great, both great examples. Those are guys that I, I know you can get for a second round pick. And Jared Goff has put up you know, 300 yards both games. I think he has six touchdowns. Carson Wentz, seven touchdowns. You brought up a great point. It was a tweet that I put out earlier this week. Do not make dynasty trades when you're emotionally compromised, right? This just happened. And people on Twitter just overreact so hard. The other part that I said is do not make long-term dynasty trades based on short-term problems. All right, you talked about putting a, a stopgap in there, you know. I had a lot of people say, well, Dad, isn't this the same as Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson? No, those guys have shown elite quarterback skills. Those guys have put up top five, top 10 quarterback seasons. Trey Lance is a, a little bit riskier, you know, because we were projecting him to be a top 10 quarterback. He was not yet. A, it's like projecting a stock to hit a certain point and then it, and then that stock falls and they're like, it'll just go right back up there again. You know, I have bought in, in my one retooling team. And I'm, I'm gonna go over to Adam and Ian because I know you guys have a lot of rebuilding retooling teams. The trade that I was able to make, you know, like 20 minutes before the podcast, and I, I put the tweet out there, but the guy lost, um, at, at Reefer Friendly, awesome guy, he lost Trey Lance, you know, and he's a competitive team. I am punting. So I have Justin Fields who worries me quite a bit, you know, but he's shown some upside, he's shown some flashes. But I said to him, he goes, well, how about, how about Fields for Lance? And I'm like, 
I think the risk is more on my end. And, you know, I think there's an opportunity where Trey Lance cannot go up in value until May is what I've been telling people, right? He's just going to slowly be decline in value, decline in value until after the NFL draft, you know, and then they're going to be like, oh, wait, he's going to be the starter again. He's rehabbing. You're going to start seeing all these, you know, Twitter feeds. You're going to start seeing all these videos and all of a sudden it's going to be Trey Lance season again and it's going to appreciate and it's almost like guaranteed clockwork. So there is some insulation there compared to Fields. I said, yo, throw me a 24 second and it's done and we did it. You know, I got Trey Lance in a 24 second for Justin Fields. Um, Ian, I'm going to start with you. I mean, like we're on a retooling team or a rebuilding team. What are you doing with Lance? You know, I think everything depends on what your quarterback situation is, what your pick situation is, because there's a lot of them where I have seven firsts. I mean, I, yes, I have in that one, I'll have Lawrence, Lance, and Pickett, but I mean, Stroud and Young, I'm not going to pass up on those guys too. So talk to me a little bit about your thought process in the retooling or rebuilding phase. I think if you're in that phase and you have Lance, you hold him because like you, you just mentioned, his value is not going to be high, at, at least sort of high in my opinion uh, until the draft so you hold him until that 23 draft and see what you can get from him there that's what i would do um even on a i'm I'm on team lance personally um and so even on a a contending team i'm doing the stopgap because you're not gonna get trey lance's value at all i'm not a gonna sell 75 cents on the dollar type of person like josh over here um I, well, I think I, this it, goes by, I mean, Mung's always on here versus risk averse versus, you know, someone who's absolutely. willing to jump in there. And I'm a guy that's going to jump in. I uh, bought same. Tyreek Hill when he was having problems. I bought, you know, Watson. I've bought Dak in this situation. Like, I'm okay with these kind of situations because I feel like they bounce back. And I really feel like it depends. Now, on Josh's end, we were talking about being a contender. So I'm okay taking 75 cents on the dollar if you're a contender and you want to get Stafford, Carr, Rodgers. I mean, you're going to have to add to those guys to get him, but maybe even Russell Wilson's a nice, you know, you got a, a guy who's frustrated about Russell Wilson. On your end, if you're retooling or rebuilding, there's makes no sense, right? He is on your roster. If you're in a good league with a good commish, just like the guy that commissions Smash 1 through Ma- Smash 7, he realizes, that's me, realizes that points possible should be the 101. So Trey Lance is literally helping you achieve your goal of that 101. Let, let me give you one example where on a retooling, rebuilding, where I would sell Lance. I'm going to say if you get Zach Wilson plus, because right now Joe Flacco is proving that that offense is going to be good. Joe Flacco has, is throw it, has the third most passing yards in the NFL right now. That's weird. That's first of all. Let's put that <laughs> no, but I, theoretically, Josh Wilson should be better than Joe Flacco. Theoretically obviously. So yes, there's definitely risk, but if you can trade Trey Lance and get Zach Wilson plus, I, I think I might do that. Well, and that's, I mean, our guy, because he's, he's, on- he's, he's out right now too. So like, there's still oh, that, that risk. I'm what's all for it. You know, what's the plus? I didn't mean to jump in there too much, dad, but what's the, what would you take? Like it's gotta be a second, plus? right? Yeah. Second. I, I'd probably lean towards a 23 second. Um, and, but I and I was talking that. about it with John backstage. You know, I called him and I was like, hey, what are you thinking here? He's like, we talked Wilson, we talked Fields. And I could see a scenario next year where Trey Lance is still the most valuable of the three. But I can also see a situation where these guys ascend a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a, it's a risky situation completely. I want to talk about a, a trade poll that 
Uh, DTC underscore Izzy. That's Izzy Alcafaz. He was he's been on the show. Uh, he put a poll out there. Would you rather have Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones? Right now, thirty nine point eight percent of Twitter on over three hundred votes say Justin Fields. Twenty seven percent Trey Lance. Nineteen percent Mac Jones. Thirteen percent Zach Wilson. And I think that really proves where we're at right now. That number is going to get skewed. But the fact that 40% of the people are out there going after Fields. Adam, you're. let's say you are right now, you know, we went from Josh talking about the contending team and then Ian talking about, you know, a retooling team that has Trey Lance. Talk to me about a retooling team that wants to add Trey Lance like I did. I mean, I feel like there there's several polls out there. There's some ways to really just hammer this home and, and, and make it a win if you can go get Trey Lance. Yeah, I think that's the biggest opportunity. I think, you know, and, and I, I definitely agree with Josh and Ian. I think you can both, it's, it's all comes to price, right? So if you can get the appropriate price for him, uh, you know, I, I think either side is fine. I think that's the way you should always manage your teams and players, right? When you're talking about teams, because if you can effectively sell on market moves uh, that, you know, we'll get to some players in a bit. One in particular that comes to mind, we're shooting up. That's a good opportunity to, to insulate that gain uh, for the opportunities like Lance when they drop and you have the patience for it because he's definitely going to have market volatility going into next year mm -hmm. uh, and risk like Josh mentioned. But it's still when you're talking about being able to get him potentially for sub 23 first value, um, that has immense upside in the long term. But it has to be. To your point, Dad, right? If we're talking about a rebuild or a retooling, you, you have the time value. You're, you're, the time waiting game is on your side. The patience has to be there. So if you have it, a, a, a buy of, uh, of Lance is a perfect target to try to acquire him. But it's all, again, all about price. Likely, most owners are going to be like Ian mentioned, right? They're just going to hold. There's no point in doing it. But if you have... A player like because what we've all and I agree with uh, everybody as well, right? If you can get a retooling, a golf, I even would throw Mariota in there, right? Mm -hmm. Those types of guys that you can get low QB one up high QB two, that is appetizing to the owner that's trying to win this year. So if you can throw hit, get that and a and a you know and and throw in maybe a, a second round pick, something like that, I think that's a smash, right? If you get that type of value, but. I certainly, you know, especially for a rebuild, you don't want to get rid of first. Back to your point, Dad, about this 23 class. We've talked about it, Ignazium. But it's all about the price. If you can try to get, you know, the, depending on your, your build and what you have available, I think that's the sweet spot of trying to get below 23 first value or a couple of guys with some sweeteners that you know you're not going to be in your long-term build. And Adam, I'll even one-up you a little bit. I think you, you, you could even do, uh, yes, if you're in a true rebuild, I think you could even look at like a car or a Cousins plus a second. For Lance, and that would be something that I'd be interested in if you're in a in a, in a rebuild. Well, yeah, and that's a great point because Alex at at Willie Gronka put a poll out there. He said he said it's a one quarterback league, but I mean ultimately it's not really going to change much for the voting. Kirk Cousins versus Trey Lance, sixty four percent said they're taking Cousins. So if you have Kirk Cousins and you're a team that's not you're building, I mean that is an absolute smash. smash i mean and, and the fact that twitter probably overreacted like crazy on that one but you're looking at you know trey lance right now is qb 14 and we're at this weird situation in dynasty in the super flex strategy where it's just like he's qb 14 but who's gonna pass him here aaron Rodgers is qb 15 
He's aging. Stafford, 16. Carr, 17. That's a guy that I'm probably trying to move. If I have Lance and I really want to do it, I'm going to try to get a guy like like Derek Carr if I'm still competitive or a Kirk Cousins. Cousins is QB 20. I mean, those guys' value are not going to increase. So it's it's an interesting situation. All I got to say is, you know, if you guys can go out there and another poll that was out there by Gene Paul Doku put out, that's at JP Doku. Trevor Lawrence versus Trey Lance. If you can get that now, even if you got to do a a two three flip, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's starting to turn the corner a little bit. That's a trade that I absolutely love. If you can make that happen, where you give up Trey Lance in a second, you get Trevor Lawrence in a third, just to get yourself. Lawrence has the ability to go up in value here, and I think I think we hit on this for most points. Ian, anything else to add on here? I mean, because we could talk about Trey Lance for the entire one hour podcast, you know, and I think. I'm- what I'm, we just want you guys to do. I'm just going to stab myself in the heart here. I have to ask: Was that Cousins Lance poll done before or after last night? It was last. <laughs> it was it was last night. I don't I don't have I don't have a time on there. Yeah, if they saw Cousins play, it might have changed a little bit. You know, like I, I got to get my uh, bring Kellen Mond jersey back. But no, it, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. Well, um, I got I got another one. I'll throw out to you guys real quick. I know we got to mm-hmm. move on here, but Dad, we talked about Pickett. What yeah, Pickett that plus. Was, Thank you. Yeah. I I, I was actually looking at him because he's QB 21 there. And I'm like, can we get, is it crazy to think that, I mean, almost Kenny Pickett and a 23 first for Lance and a third. Is that something we could get done, Josh? I mean, if they come to you that way. They're not trade, rebuild's not going to trade a first though. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, like (laughs) Kenny Pickett is a guy that I've been buying, you know, and I've been going out there and, and actively acquiring for 24 first. I mean, Josh, how far off would we put Pickett from from Trey Lance today? Well, you have to uh, you have to make assumptions before you answer that. You have to, uh, on the one hand, if the Steelers start Trubisky seventy five percent of the games, you know, uh, Pickett is a functioning Watson asset, right? You know, he's a, he's a quarter of the year asset, great point, which is really basically a twenty twenty three asset. So going, you know, just thinking about, let's just say Pickett doesn't start this year at all, which is, it might not happen, but if it doesn't, who would I want um, in a vacuum going into 2023? I want the upside of Trey Lance for sure, yeah. um, even if it comes with more risk. Uh, the, the problem is, is when, when you start to add the plus, then, you know, if I can get a 2023 20, first and Pickett for even a two in Lance, I consider it. I don't know if I'm excited about it, but I... But and maybe that's just more of an indictment on what I think about Pickett, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. No, I like it. It's going from one guy you dislike, like Pickett, to another guy that you really dislike, you know, who uh, we're going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. And, you know, Adam, you and I have been, I, I swear, like, Smash, I love talking to all of you guys. And I think since Smash 5, every draft, I'm like, yo, do I take Amon Ross St. Brown, this guy or this guy? And Josh, you know, he, he's compared him to what a uh, like a Hydrox Oreo. We've we've had all kinds of comparisons, but the last eight games, all right, for Amon Ross St. Brown, nine for one sixteen and two, eight for sixty four and a touchdown, eight for one oh nine and a touchdown, eight for one eleven and a touchdown, nine for ninety one and a touchdown, eight for seventy three, no touchdowns that week. He sucks. Ten for eighty six and a touchdown. He has been the wide receiver two over that time span. I mean. Where you, you, we can't undersell how good he's been. We all were on that same thing where it's like, hey, you know, they drafted Jamison Williams, Hawkinson's back, Swift's back, and there's so many narratives. 
The only narrative you can say right now is he's been playing fantastic football. He has been out there shining no matter what, whether you think it's the size, the draft capital. I like what I'm seeing from Amon Ross St. Brown and I think Hawkinson's the one that falls off out of this. You know, we all thought Hawkinson was going to come in and be much more targeted and Swift was going to see it. But I mean, the targets are just Jared Goff loves Amon Ross St. Brown. Adam Armour also loves Adam, (laughs) loves Amon Ross St. Brown. That was your cue. Yeah, absolutely. I, I sorry. I, I, I wanted to make sure uh, Josh wanted to p- throw in a poke there, he, get him the uh, the opening. But oh, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll let you go first. Right. <laughs> um, no, I think I mean, love the guy, but I think you know, I, I, like we've always talked about, like we said with uh, Lance in the last segment, right? I mean, price is everything, and mm-hmm. we'll get into some trades and what's going on in the marketplace right now. But I think at this point, this is where I am. I, I would be remiss to not take offers. I mean, you're talking about, you know, some, you know, 23 first and then 23 second type of value being asked for. Um, and I think at that point, you know, you can definitely build some insulation because even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bullish on the, the Lions offense this year, I think that, uh, you know, their defense is not is showing and will continue to show that, uh, it's going to present high scoring type of games. So I think the volume is going to continue. His talent is undeniable, mm-hmm. but again, it's all about insulating your value at that point. Right. So it's again, selling high. So I'm not getting rid of him. I'm not, you know, to Josh's earlier point, right. We're not putting him on the block and actively just trying to get just a quick vet, you know, quick trade off of him. take your time. But if you can get the, you know, the, the type of trades I'm looking for, you know, in a rebuilding team, you know, uh, ASB for uh, 24 first and, and Josh's boy, Jahan Dotson. I think that would be a beautiful trade for a rebuilding train because you're getting that insulation. Plus, you still have an upside player like Dotson contending team. I love like a 24 first and Chris Godwin. Right. Mm-hmm. You can still have, you know, potentially top five wide receiver upside. You might have another week of him sidelined, but you're talking at least a half season plus of wide receiver one with the insulation. So those are the type of deals I'm looking for. But again, I'm not automatically selling him because he's obviously he's going to be a great wide receiver too with wide receiver one upset on your team. Well, let's, let's talk about some of these trades, right? Because it was fast and furious. Big shout out to Matt. That's mcron91 from the Patreon. He messaged me. He's like, dad, am I missing something? Someone offered me a top three, 23 first in a one quarterback league, plus a late second for Amon Ross St. Brown. We talk about it's a smash accept, but I mean, like, how hard of a smash accept is that one, Ian? Like, what what do you do to your hand hitting the smash accept button so hard? Uh, my, my hand hurts pretty bad. And you said it, Dad. He, it's that Jared Goff loves him. Can you honestly tell me with even, like, a 1% certainty that you think Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback of the Lions next year? I don't think so. But, I mean, at, at top three, you're, you're giving up Gibbs. Bijan Robinson I, I, or Smith and Jigba. Exactly. You know, like, no, like, no, don't, yeah. no. It's, 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 I'm so I'm selling even for uh, Amon Ross St. Brown for any first that's top 10. Like, so in a 10 team league, I'm selling them for any first right now. So um, we, we talked about it last week. Last week we were on the, on, I was at 11 or 12, I would take. This week, I think I'm down to like, I would consider it for eight, nine, 10. I would consider it. I'd have to think it over, you know, and, and that's that area. But I mean, I am seeing, let, let's talk about a couple other ones in here because in smash except five, 
we had a similar type trade where we had, give me one second here. Um, we had V Pizzle and at Dun Dynasty Dungeons, Amon Ross St. Brown for a 23 first, which right now, if the season ended, would be the 106 plus a 23 third. Uh, and then, I mean, there's just been so many trades out there. Another one at FF Ball Guru sent in Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson. Now, if you ask that question, you know, when, when you were doing those polls, Ian, Amon Ross St. Brown was valued at a 110 to 112 and Garrett Wilson was going 104. That's 70-30, even after the breakout game from Garrett Wilson. 70% of people are still favoring Amon Ross St. Brown. Josh, how are you taking these polls? How are you taking this current value? Because I think we, you'd be remiss to not at least make some, make some offers and see what you can get for Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, we're not giving him away. I feel like that's just foolish. Again, you know, this is a player that's hot, so you can put him on that trade block. But what are we doing with Amon Ross St. Brown? Well, I first would like to issue a public apology to Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he, he listens to the show. Called, I've, I've talked has, to him. He has been called <laughs> by me a, a soggy off-brand Oreo. He's been called by me cotton candy, you know, that promises sweetness, but it quickly evaporates, you know, all of these things. And, and, uh, and you know what, you, you can't, here's what you've got to realize. It, it, it takes a good fantasy player in any capacity to not be take locked, you know, like what you think about somebody, you, you're allowed to adjust that and, uh, and do that. Now, uh, what I'm, what I'm taking with those polls are, my goodness, you can get a haul for him. Um, and, and so I would absolutely consider that. Now, here's the other side of the coin. And it was, and frankly, with a similar guy, uh, Michael Pittman, right? We saw his mm -hmm. meteoric rise this offseason. Um, and here's the one thing that I've said with Michael Pittman, and I would say with Amon Ra at this point. For a strong contending team, uh, I do place extra weight in going for that championship. So, yes, uh, in a, in a vacuum, would I prefer the, the 6 to 10 range of a 23 first over Amon Ra? Sure. Uh, but not if I'm not if I, he's a difference maker for my team. I mean, this past week, he probably won you a week on his own. And that target share is going to stay the same. And, and if people are wondering, well, the commanders stink, which their defense does, it was the week prior where he played against the Eagles and the Eagles' great secondary that, that he just torched. I mean, so... So here's the thing with uh, with Amon Ra, you you'd be foolish not to explore what you can get, um, and especially if you are a rebuilding team or looking to the future, get that 23 first plus because I think in a vacuum you're gonna wish you rather had the 23 first, but for a contending team, it would take a, a pretty big haul for me to move off of him. Josh, um, what I like, to, I like Josh, you, but you you don't know what you don't know, right? So. Look at what potentially could happen. So let's say you're on that contending team and you give up that first. You could completely lose all production from him, your championships, because Jameson, William come, Jameson Williams comes back. So uh, you have to look at it at, at there, too, because Jameson Williams could easily take a dang good chunk of what Amon Ross St. Brown is doing right See, now. But I, I think he's going to, I think he's going to struggle to get acclimated there. He might cut into a little bit, but my man's seeing 33% target share, like 33% on a team that is always struggling and always behind. Adam, if you had to, like, I want to go around here real quick, where you're ranking him in, in, as far as dynasty wide receivers, you know, where do we have him before week one? He was firmly at you know, I'm looking at, I, I love using Dynasty Trade Calculator. If you guys don't use them, check them out. But they had him as wide receiver 22. 
Adam, where would you rank him right now if you were looking at things? Yeah, he's he's kind of that mid-pack wide receiver too. So I would say in the mid-teens is kind of where I think right now Dynasty Trade Calculator has him at 14. 14. Least, yep. uh, what they have. I think it's a little rich for my blood. That's where I've kind of insulated trades. I'd l- rather have London Wilson. Uh, I'm on the Wilson side of that poll. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly I like him better than, you know, Metcalf, right? So I think that's right kind of mid, kind of after the the top tier rookie wide receivers. But then you have some uh, next tier guys. Uh, you're talking about the Metcalfs and Deontay Johnsons. So I think around there is is where I'd have him. Okay. Uh, Josh, I mean, we're looking at, he's 14. I'm going to list the next five guys and you tell me who you'd rather have. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Metcalf. I'd rather, Garrett, I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. Metcalf. I'd rather have DK Metcalf. Deontay Johnson. I would... Uh, I'd, I'd probably rather have Amon Ra. I think Ian's going to get mad on that one, but... I know then, Ian's going to get know, mad. He loves Deontay. There's other guys. I mean, I mean, Ian, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. And this is where I start to think it starts to get interesting. It's Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin. Then I start to think it gets a little bit interesting there. But, I mean, kudos to them. I mean, he's putting up the points. If you can make something happen on that, you know, all power to you. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, like, don't we're not advocating going out there and just selling him blindly. You know, make sure it's advantageous to your team because he's putting up over the last 10 games Cooper Cup-type numbers. You know, like, that's – I know – that's absurd, but he is a second-year guy, and we have not seen this for a quite some time. You know, if but he keeps on, this up, on some level, it's also trusting Jared Goff throughout the season too. Even if they're playing from behind, it's also on some level trusting Jared Goff, which no, I I, I, tr- I struggle with. I I know. Yeah, Sorry, but, I'm yeah, not going to trust Jared Goff. Trust, you trust trust Mitchell Trubisky with your boy Deontay, man. I, I mean, this is so like, Deontay gets in different areas. So yes. Well, I think they're complete, very similar I, wide receivers. I, I don't. As far as how they get open. No, I, I, I listen. Th- let me, let me, uh, let me make sure that nobody's hearing what I'm not saying. Um, the reason why I would prefer Amon Ra over Deontay is not because I think he's more talented or the better receiver or wins at certain areas that other people don't. It's a pure value play for me right now. I, for example, Deontay Johnson. I bought this offseason for 23 first. I've seen people mm-hmm. in I've seen people make that uh, trade the other way where they want to sell Deontay for a 23 first. Right now, I think that if Amon Ra even continues doing anything close to what he's doing, his value is greater than a 23 first. So from Correct. a value perspective, which we've seen on these trades, from a value perspective, uh, it, I would rather have Amon Ra because I can sell for more. It, it's really not a statement of me belief. I have never believed in an Amon Ra, the long-term asset, but that that's, I just want to clarify. I'm not trying to disrespect yeah. Deontay. I know, I knew that would bother Ian. I know that would bother Vlad. <laughs> so, so Josh, how about Patreon. on a contender, who do you prefer? I'd rather have Amon Ra. I think he's going to get more points for sure. Hey, let's, let's move on to the next one. I'm all <laughs> for it. I mean, you can't argue with, with the target share. Someone who's not getting target share right now, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Kyle Pitts is currently tight end 35. Okay. That hurts like that because you, you you took him in round one of a super flex tight end premium. You know, there are brighter days out there, but there are so many people that are just frustrated. You know, you look at the week two tight end route involvement. Travis Kelsey ran 97% of routes. Ertz, 92. Kyle Pitts, 91. So he was out there. 
It's just London. And on his own team, he's fourth in yards. You know, like that blows my mind on a team that's got Olamide, you know, Zacchaeus, and there's like guys that are getting involved. You're like, come on. Like, where's Kyle Pitts? I do feel like week three, Kyle Pitts, they have to super involve him. I feel like they're going to try to really get him involved. Um, but it's, 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 I mean, what are we doing with Kyle Pitts? You guys know that the way I build my dynasty teams, I have the Darren Wallers, the Zach Ertz. You know, I buy that that tight end late and, and even a Travis Kelsey I'll pay up for because tight ends take a while to develop. We're looking at a guy who isn't even 22 years old yet. Josh, I know you recently just bought him. I mean, what are we, you, you can't trade Kyle Pitts. I feel like trading Kyle Pitts is the absolute wrong answer and brighter days are ahead. I just want to talk a little bit, you know, right now, you're, listen to this. There were four tight ends who were in, hold on, this, is, this one blew my mind. I got to pull this one up. There were four tight ends who had as many targets as they had blocking snaps. Tyler Conklin, Trey McKitty, Jeff Swain, and Kyle Pitts. They all seem, which one of those doesn't really belong? You know, it's like, he will. Tyler Conklin. Yeah, exactly. I love Tyler Conklin. But I mean, I think you have to just be patient. Redraft is a different story. You better have someone else there. But this is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. redraft, he was a fade because of the, the quarterback concerns. The best the best case scenario for any Pitts owner is that the Falcons, uh, and they've been putting up a, a good fight in all of these games, so it's a little bit concerning. Uh, I think the best case scenario, though, is for them to lose a lot, uh, get a, get a top top pick, and draft a quarterback of the future. That's I think the best case scenario. I am I am a very uh, this is why I mentioned at the top of the show of just being emotional, like we're human. I'm very frustrated. I have a lot of Kyle Pitts shares. I paid up. Uh, to get him in a tight end premium league and to watch him just really he's he's not just being an average tight end he's being a bad tight end right now and and I only have one person to be angry at and that's Arthur Smith the guy I, I it's not Kyle Pitts it's clearly not I don't it's clearly not Mariota because he can support guys like Drake London and the other guys mm-hmm. I just think Arthur Smith um man if he could if he could just be removed I would really like that uh, but he's not a sell He's not a sell. In fact, I would be interested in buying if you if if somebody is believing the narrative that two for nineteen is going to be his his weekly uh, play. Absolutely buy. I'm still buying for a twenty three first mid to late uh, and more. You know, if oh, I yeah, need to, have to I mean, be more. I've paid. I've paid more than that. I've probably paid two and a half first worth at times. Yeah. But but uh, but in a tight end premium, I still believe he's the cheat code. Some people forget he's only twenty two years old. I mean, this is like this is like a baby tight end, baby, baby tight end. And tight ends don't even really hit their peaks until their mid to upper 20s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do not panic sell. Buy if it's the right price. But I wouldn't buy high right now, and I wouldn't sell low either. I, I think the move that, all it the, takes is one week, though, too, Dad. Like, mm-hmm. it ta- all it takes is one week. because Twitter when will you, blow up. Yeah. No, but when you look at, at literally you talk about how he's tight end 34 right now. Okay. Irv Smith put up literally a donut week one. Okay. But still after two weeks is tight end five. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, it's just, it's Kelsey, it's Andrews, Waller, Ertz, and then it just falls off, you know? And I think, but, but legit, like he's tight end five when he put up a donut one of two weeks. Yeah. Like all it takes is one week and, and, and Kyle Pitts could be tight end five. And the reason that I was, you know, 
Josh, you said it about veterans. I suggested to at least three people in the offseason they got the deals done where they got a 23 first on top of Mark Andrews for Kyle Pitts, you know, and I'm okay with that, you know, because I feel like that is great value and Mark Andrews is not going anywhere. You know, he is an, another elite tight end option. Um, and we could talk a ton about Kyle Pitts, but we got a lot of, lot of information to go. That's one where if you guys are making a Kyle Pitts trade, hit us up, hashtag smash accept. You can hit up any of us at our handles here below. I want to talk about through three, two weeks, you know, just to put it in comparison, Jalen Hurts has 147 rushing yards. These following running backs are at right about 100 yards. And we're going to start with you, Adam, then Ian, then Josh. Which one of these guys are you most worried about? Ezekiel Elliott, 105 yards. Antonio Gibson, 86. Austin Eckler, 75. Rashad Penny, 75. And Najee Harris, 72 yards throughout the first two weeks. Adam, who's the guy here that you are just most worried about? For me, it's Gibson, uh, not only in situation, uh, you know, I, I was, I was out on him before Robinson, of course, he got a bump up because of the shooting, but, uh, you're talking about, you know, a quarterback that, you know, for years does not throw to the, to the running back, at least from a target percentage. Uh, he does have touchdown upside, but talk about a guy with zero insulation and isn't, isn't really meeting expectations. He had a good week one. Uh, but certainly he, I don't, you know, he's the guy I'm worried about the most close second is penny for me. Same reason when there's guys, when there's younger guys behind you and you have little value insulation because of situation, age and, or situation, those are guys that I'm always trying, you know, I'm not, I always, you know, it's common thread here is don't panic sell on anybody, but try to continue to fish, try to get value and try to get guys with better upside. So those are my two Gibson's my one Penny's my two. For, for me and Zeke, um, Tony Pollard looks like a baller. And at some point, maybe Dallas will realize that Pollard is better at Zeke, better than Zeke at this you point. Know, the Patreon like, just went nuts. They're all like <laughs> celebrating. You're talking like, Tony Pollard. I know. Like, Tony Pollard's look like a beast. I'm sorry. And, like, we were ready to give up on Zeke last season, even though he was still, like, just because he actually played every game last week, was mm-hmm. still a high-end running back. Um but yeah, I I think he's cooked. Uh, no pun intended for my running back. Um, but yeah, I, I I I it's Zeke, and and I totally understand what Adam's saying with those guys behind him. Um, and that's that's why I'm picking Zeke because Pollard is already that baller uh, uh, compared to Brian Robinson, who could be uh, you know compared to Kenneth Walker, who could be uh, Tony Pollard's already that. Mm-hmm. Josh. I do think that um, your worry directly correlates with your investment, meaning uh, the higher the investment, the higher the worry if things aren't going well. So mm-hmm. so from one perspective, I think Penny's job is the, going to be lost the quickest. I think as soon as Kenneth Walker gets more run, if I'm just looking at in a vacuum, who do I Correct. think will have almost no value by the end of the year? Just with the Seahawks, I mean. You know, it's Penny. I'm most concerned about that. I, I'm I'm fine with Gibson for now. I, I do think he's a sell. Um, I think Brian Robinson coming back is going to be concerning for his long-term dynasty outlook. He's very cheap. He has a very cheap contract for one more year after this, so I'm okay with that. Um, I, I have concerns with Zeke, but I got to tell you, the one, one guy that hasn't been mentioned that I am concerned about because of your investment is Najee Harris. And I'm 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 concerned about it. It's not that I think that like volume is always his best friend. 
And uh, he really hasn't been, it's just, the Steelers just look a little bit dysfunctional right now. And so, because you're talking Najee Harris in redraft was going at the end of the first round, maybe early second. In dynasty startups, you're talking about a guy in the early second round that you're hoping mm-hmm. is a cornerstone, difference maker, firm foundation of your team. It, he's just not that um, right now. You know, so I, I have some concerns. Nobody's going to usurp him. He's got his job locked up. It's just about your investment that would make me consider what could I get for him if you could get a Brees Hall plus type of thing, you know, um, you know, in dynasty. And, and that might not even be attainable at this point. But just that's part of the reason why I do have some worries about Najee Harris as well. I was hoping somebody would say Najee because you guys know I have Najee love. I've been suggesting since that ankle injury to move back from to Swift to Javante to Brees Hall. Another just shout out to buy Brees Hall. Brees Hall is about to go off, okay? Like he had a, a, a week one, seven receptions and a touchdown. This past week, another reception and a touchdown. And the rushing hasn't even been there yet, but it will be. So, but after two weeks last year with Najee Harris, he had 126 yards, six receptions, one touchdown. After two weeks this year, 115, seven and one. So it's almost the same as it was last year, but I get your point. Like I am, I am legitimately worried about Najee Harris. And I think it's because of that ankle sprain. It's a little bit more of the usage and he doesn't have a bye till week nine. You know what I mean? So if he had like that week five, week six bye, maybe try to get healthy. I mean, I would almost rather him sat out a couple weeks because they were talking potential high ankle sprain. You, that could be four to six weeks, you know, and I think he's just toughing it out enough that it is just slowing him down. Uh, for me, out of that list, my biggest worry is Austin Eckler because because of his age and because of his value, right? I mean, he is 27 years old, and he still has peak value where I have traded in so many situations. I've gotten Eckler plus. I got Eckler from Mike Evans in a what looks like mid-23 first in one of the Smash Leagues. There's a lot of scenarios where he still carries a lot of value. Where Najee Harris, even if he just gets through and has 1,200 yards, a little bit down from last year, you know, I think he's going to maintain his value. Eckler could drop off given that age and everything we're in that area. I want to talk about another guy here that Dynasty Jacobians has almost been uh, just, you don't want to follow his his tweets recently just because of Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, like, he is just, a shout out to him. He was predicting the breakout, you know, this year. Right now, Dynasty Trade Calculator has Tua Tagovailoa at QB10. So smash or pass Tua as a top 10 quarterback, Adam. I, that's about right for me, so I'll, I'll say smash. Uh, but I am—I uh, I think that's about right value-wise. I'm gonna go. All right. To to clarify, Ian, that means you're taking him over Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson. Easy. I well, I mean Russell Wilson, easy. But okay. uh, Dak Prescott, I, I personally would right now. Their offense looks next level. Um, I've always kind of been a little lower than most on Dak, though. To be fair. Um, but yeah, so I think I am, um, where one quarterback that wasn't on your screenshot when you sent us the top 12 though, um, is someone I've already mentioned, which is Zach Wilson. I do think, uh, Zach Wilson and Tua are right there at like 10, 11. Um, you put, you put Zach Wilson over, over Dak and over, you know, ow, all right. Okay. I know you've been bullish on him. Okay. All right. Uh, Josh, I mean, we're in this area now where, you know, I, I don't even want to look that they have Jalen Hurts all the way down at eight. Just disrespectful. But I mean, Tua, is a, is he a top 10 dynasty quarterback 
And if so, what kind of value should you be looking for trading? I mean, are you actively buying Tua as a top 10 quarterback? Or are you actively trying to trade back down from Tua? I think he's one of those that, to be honest, I'm probably just content to hold because I don't think that I definitely am not buying. Um, I do, I'm, I'm passing on the, the top 10 evaluation. I mean, now, if you had to ask me rest of season, of course, Dak's injury is very concerning, right? I mean, even when he comes back, I have, I, I have very minimal hopes, but I'm talking like if we're get, if we're given, you know, coming into 2023, who am I going to rank higher? I'm still probably going to choose Dak. I'm just not convinced. Again, we're talking about small samples, right? Uh, we try, talk about overreactions. Well, if if Tua goes out there against the Bills, throws three picks, gets a touchdown. I mean, you're talking about everybody coming down on this high. And again, the Bills defense is good. I'm not I'm not expecting him to have a great game. And, and I'm not saying like sell him at that point. I'm just saying I, I'm going to need a bigger sample size to put him in the top 10 quarterback range. Now, Skull's spitting fire with Zach Wilson up there already, too. My, but to be fair, he's been on that train for a long time. So at least he's consistent. But hey, Zach, we all, I we all got our trains. I want nothing to do with Zach Wilson, but that again, that's just me. And that's why you, that's why it's fun in dynasty that you have different evaluations. So I'm passing on the evaluation, very impressed with what I see with Tua. Um, so he's not a sell, but I'm definitely not buying high either. It's very difficult to move off of the guys that are above him. I mean, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Maybe I would do it for Joe Burrow. I think you could get Joe Burrow. You could get a, a pretty hefty amount on top of Tua. You know, Kyler Murray. I was Murray, just going to put that down. Because like, Burrow's sell- been my biggest sell out of the top six. So I've been would- advocating people buying Kyler, Jalen, and and Dak plus for Joe Burrow. Can you so get Dak, to a tag of Vailoa and a first for Joe, from Joe Burrow? Can you get literally that? what I was just going to ask? Because yep. if I would do, if I could, I would do that. You know, like I think I would that's too. Burrow's not looking good. And talk about over by overreactions. I think I would do. I think I would sell Burrow for Tua and a first. Josh, I see you. I see you pondering that one. Burrow, the offensive line is more the worry, not necessarily the talent, and that's yeah, a tricky one. Let's say it's one hundred six. So one hundred six and and Tua. Yeah, it's just you know it's funny you asked this because it was about a, a month month ago that Jacoby and I Jacobian and I in this in the smash uh, smash uh, you know Discord just was we're talking through that and it was the same exact question and I was the Burrow side he was definitely the Tua side of course mm-hmm. um, and you know both quarterbacks have limited rushing upside um, I still am just not convinced. That Tua that I'm that Tua's guaranteed uh, himself anything um, yet. So mm-hmm. it's just too small of a sample. I I believe Joe Burrow has solidified his. I mean he's he's the you know I think he's the more he's I would say the greater probability of being a franchise quarterback the longest. Mm-hmm. But that might not matter. So I mean I, like if Tua's outperforming him in whatever years he is, then then I get that. So it's it, it's tricky. I would prefer to find somebody else to trade off of burrow for i'm just uh yeah i'm not i'm not quite there i wouldn't do it yeah. but again we've talked about it i'm pretty yeah. josh what are, what are your like when you watch like Tua film what are what are what are your hesitations with Tua? you, you talking about me yeah josh what 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 do you got what are your like it's, Tua no, hesitations? it's really it, it's really just a lack of a precedent for for many left-handed quarterbacks making it a long time i don't i believe the weapons are there to support him i i'm i'm not one of those 
He's not. I think he's plenty accurate. I think he's got all the tools to do well. I'm just the Dolphins. All we've heard about from Miami when since they've drafted Tua is how they want a different quarterback in, in some capacity. They were they were in on the Watson sweepstakes. They were in on the Brady sweepstakes. They're in. They on, turn. They turn so, on him. So yeah. it's just about just about the vibes that I'm getting from from Miami. Now this is impressive. I, I like Tua. I want him to do well. I'm just. I have more reservations about Tua being a long-term thing than I do Burrow, which is just – but, again, you should only play Dynasty not 10 years down the road. That's, yeah. that's foolish, too. So yes. that's why in a short-term window, Tua could easily outperform. I also think Burrow's starting very slow. He's going to hit his rhythm, and it's going to make us really – really make this a tougher question. So Josh, the reason I asked you what your issue potentially was with Tua was I think a big issue with a lot of people was his throwing motion. Um, and that just doesn't look like it's, it's going to last long. Uh, but someone just released a video on Twitter where they flipped the film and it looked like he was a righty and that throwing motion looked beautiful. Well, it was weird to watch. It looked amazing. Oh, I, hey, I, I watch him. I don't even need to reverse it. I think his lefty throwing motion looked fine. I, it just, I, I, it's just the, the things that I mentioned before. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I could be totally missing out on that opportunity. So You know what else is amazing? This new segment we're going to run is Smash, Stash, and Trash. So a little keep, trade, and cut. Going to get a little bit fun here towards the end of the episode. I'm going to start with you, Adam, because we were a lot of back and forth there, and you were super, super patient. There's three running backs that people are very, very leery on right now after slow starts. That's Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Travis Etienne. All three of them, very similar dynasty values. If you have to keep one, trade one, cut one, we're calling it Stash One. That's your keep. Smash one. That's the guy you're trading. Cut one. How are you working this one, Adam? Yeah. So uh, the stash for me is ETN. Uh, you know, with having the you know the, the offense, I think that's still an ascending offense. We talked a little bit about the quarterback earlier. I think patience is key. So I'll stash him. Uh, smash uh, for me is Dalvin. Uh, I still think there's some good uh, opportunities mm-hmm. for that offense. Can't can't uh, turn away just from two weeks. I think he still has the uh, you know the I, he has he has RB one upside. So I'm gonna I'm still smash him. And then Henry, I've been off of Henry. Uh, you know Josh traded uh, Henry in the off season. So uh, you know, money word my <laughs> mouth is here. It's just I I think that offense is gonna be forced to to and it, we've seen it in the first two weeks, right? They're gonna be forced to have to throw more. That takes away volume from Henry and of course his age on top of it. No, I like that. Henry scares me a lot. I I don't own him very very often. I put him out there for any 23 first, and I'm struggling struggling to get any feedback. Uh, we're going to do uh, – Ian, I'm going to do you next on this one. you got three evenly priced guys. One of them a rookie. One of them's injured. One of them's a veteran who you've already spoke on. That's Ezekiel Elliott, Elijah Mitchell, and guy that we just you know love to talk about, Damian Pierce. So oh, man. Stash – that's your keep, smash, that's your trade, trash, that's your cut. Oh, I don't like any of them. Can I trash all of them? <laughs> we got just you got, you got to hit um, me with one. Who we keep? I guess I, I guess I would uh uh stash Elijah Mitchell um if I had to. For sure. Um and then probably uh, smash Pierce cuz I feel like his value might be higher than Zeke's right now still there might be still some people on that train um and then trash Zeke okay even though even though like I mean I think Zeke I think for the next like three four weeks Zeke probably has the most value 
out of those three. Um, but yeah, that one, yeah, I think, that, 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 no, that one just sucks, man. I like that. Josh, you got a tough one here, you know, and this is one way I really want you to expound on this one a little bit because these are the guys that, you know, Stafford had a horrible week one, but he looked pretty good in week two with the three touchdowns. Russ just isn't getting it cooking yet. He struggled in two starts, you know, six red zone opportunities have not punched it in once. First time in 10 years that an offense has done that. And then Aaron Rodgers with the disgusting week one, but then it's the Bears. He's their dad. You know, he comes out and, and he does his thing because I think, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. Which ones are you doing here? Stash, smash, and trash. Let's start. Let's start with the stash. Which one of these guys are you keeping? I'm keeping Russ because I don't want to sell at this point. Um, I, I, I think after two bad games, you just never want to sell after that. So mm-hmm. I, I think Nathaniel Hackett is getting in the way of things, and Russ might be cooked, sure. But but man, I just I'm just not selling him for that, and I'm not trashing him either. I still have I still have high hopes, which which leaves the the smash and the trash between Rodgers and Stafford. I'm taking advantage of this this week for Stafford and trying to sell Stafford. Uh, well, I guess I should say, I guess he's the smash in the sense of uh, that I think that you could you could flip him for maybe, uh, I, that line really concerns me. So anytime you have a good game against the Falcons or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, I could see you getting some good value back. Um, for example, um, prior to the season, uh, I tried to trade Stafford plus for Russ. Now, I think you might be able to do the exact opposite, and, and I'd be willing to do that, meaning Stafford for Russ Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a, that's just an example. And I'm trashing Rodgers because if Rodgers doing terrible things to the Bears is just it's, – it's just – it happens every year. Yeah. So if, if I'm really back on the Rodgers train because he did that to the Bears, then, I mean, I should have never left the train to begin with. You know, it's just – so I'm, I'm getting rid of Rodgers. I don't like the weapons. He's aging. He, he's strange. He's a strange bird. You know all those things. I mean, so so he's got to be the be the, tra- the trash for me, not as a human, but as a as an asset. Who knows when he'll start a game on peyote or something? Who knows? <laughs> I'm gonna start the next one because and, and Adam, you're, this is your group here, so I'm kind of stealing it. But the next one is is Drake London, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson. I am going to stash. Drake London, because Drake London really looks like a true alpha number one wide receiver. I'm gonna tr- I'm going to smash the trade of Amon Ross St. Brown because of the value that we talked about, but I absolutely love him. And it feels horrible to say I'm gonna trash Garrett Wilson after, you know, the DBs were making comparisons to Justin Jefferson at, at the last game. I mean, his ability to get open. I'm buying all three of those guys, so I can't really make that one, you know, too crazy. Adam, this is a tough one now. Okay, because you got Rashad Bateman, DJ Moore, and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, that is a tough one. Um, I think the guy that I am, I'll kind of start in the trash side. I, I think, uh, you know, don't hate me, Josh, but uh, I think McLaurin's my trash. And it's only because I am so big on Dotson with you. So, you know, take both sides of that coin. Um, Bateman. Uh, I have to, I have to stash. I think his upside isn't, you know, everything is pointing in the, in the North direction. And then my trade away, my, my smash is uh, DJ Moore. Love the talent, but that situation and volume really scares me. Love it. Uh, Ian, we're going to go with the rookies here. And then a, a guy that I'm absolutely loving. So Sky Moore, George Pickens, both of them have struggled. And almost equivalent value, Christian Kirk, who, like I said, off stage. I mean, like, dude, he, you got to chase the bag. You got to chase the targets, and he's just getting peppered. Talk to me about these three quick. Um, 
I'm gonna start with the smash, uh, which is different from what everyone's doing. Sorry, um, but uh, Christian Kirk, I think his value is over extending what he actually is right now. So I'm gonna trade Christian Kirk um, with that smash, and then uh, I'm gonna trash Sky Moore because I'm I'm. I never was really high on Sky Moore, to be honest with you. And and um, even if he does turn into something, Patrick Mahomes spreads the ball so much that he'll ha- for every twenty point game he might have, he'll also have like two zeros. Um, and then I'm stashing Pickens because uh, he just seems like his value is at his lowest potentially. He still could go up in uh, quite a bit of value. Josh, I'm changing the script on you completely because we just talked about Jahan Dotson. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. You have to choose, you know, you have to do your smash, stash, and trash between. You ready for this? All right. Yep. It's it's three rookies, all of them almost the identical value. It's Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, and Jamison Williams. And I know you're gonna you're gonna really you're gonna break some hearts out here. Well, I am definitely keeping Burks. Um, thank you. Uh, so, so, I mean, I, I, I love John Dotson, but I don't let my love blind me, uh, from the elite upside that I see with Burks. There, there's a certain ceiling that I think, uh, that Burks can hit that is much higher than what I think Dotson can hit. So, so with that being said, I'll keep Burks of the group. Um, but you better believe, uh, that the one that is playing right now and doing well should be the one that you're trading away. So, um, now that again, this is not an indictment. I'm not saying Jamison is trash, but Dotson, if you can take advantage of the fact that he's the he has the second most amount of touchdowns in the league right now, um, and he's extremely efficient with every target he gets. Um, if you can trade that for something great, then then go for it. And I guess that leaves uh, Jamison as a trash again. It's just it's kind of the the way that I, I'm seeing the market right now. I think you can buy Jamison for more than you could actually sell him for. I guess. I'm going to throw a bonus one out here for you, Adam. We're going to go Trevor Lawrence to a tag of Iowa and Dak Prescott. Whew. Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot, man. I'm, I'm, I'm liking this new segment, you know, like it's, it's fun. It, it makes you think, right? Cause it's like, when you talk about three players, you, they're all in that same area. You have to mentally, and this is how you win in dynasty, right? Like this is how we, we make moves where, you have a player that you like better than others. And we're just trying to give you a little bit of a flavor of how we think in those kind of things. So yeah. yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Tua and Dak. Well, I think uh, for me, I'm going to uh, trash Dak, even though I am not a fan of selling, you know, uh, you know, I I just think the other two, you know, I'm trading away or I'm smashing Tua. I think you have to take advantage of the rise uh, and then T Law, I you guys all know uh, through the leagues that we're in, and also just side chatter. I have been buying T Law all off season and Boom. continuing to do so. So that's that's kind of the how it all shakes out for me. And last one, last but not least, Ian, I'm going to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. Go Irv Smith, sticking with Minnesota. Cole Komet, everybody's sweetheart who can't seem to you know get open, and Trey McBride who is just oozing with upside. Oh man, and and. Before the season, Cole Komet would have been my stash, but he's the complete opposite now. I think he's the trash now, um, I just because I think you can get more for either of them. And I'm probably uh, I feel like I'm stashing Irv um, and and smashing uh, some Trey McBride there. I think I think Irv has the the and I say that because I think Irv has the the most upside 
um, this season and the next arguably two seasons. Uh, Trey McBride, like we've talked about, tight ends take several years to truly hit. Um, so I, I think Trey McBride is going to be really good, uh, but it might not be till 2025, 2026. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw a shot out there and try to get Cole Komet or Mooney. Someone has to catch some passes, right? Like they have to. They cannot be this bad. Right now I saw Justin Fields is 33rd in the NFL in pass attempts throughout two weeks. There's only 32 in the league. You know, we talked about that again. Um, Sell every bear. Yeah. No, no, they're they're becoming buys. No, thanks again, guys, real quick for why don't you tell everybody what your handles are, anything that you're working on. And I really appreciate you guys. You know, it's like it's tough when, you know, Mung and and Josh are always on or John are always on. You guys just jump in and we don't miss a beat. You guys did a great job. I really got to thank all of you guys. Adam, again, tell everybody, you know, and maybe, uh, you know, a trade that you're thinking about real quick before we leave and uh, a handle that they can find you on. Yeah, for sure. Well, going back to the pits, Waller and a 23 first for pits is my uh, is my trade uh, on Twitter. R underscore Adam Armour. Uh, it's uh, it's real streaky. So but feel free to throw us uh, trades. Uh, take a look at the Patreon as well, folks. It's a dollar a month. And I'm sure I can't speak for dad, but I know the price will eventually go up because it's such a good deal. Yeah, people Thanks absolutely, absolutely loving that. Thanks, man. Ian, you know, t- that one trade that you're trying to make in, in all of your leagues and where people can find you. And thanks again for coming on. Yeah, Josh kind of mentioned it earlier, to be honest with you. I'd probably do something like Chris Godwin in a second for Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, just because everyone has that recency bias, like he's non-existent right now because he's hurt. Um, so I'm trying to buy. I was watching Alabama tape not too long ago and that he's special. Uh, but my handle is at Super Skull Fan. Uh, not doing a lot, just kind of getting back in the scene now um, after some personal stuff. Um, so yeah, just give me, shoot me a follow and 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 shoot me uh, DMs if you got questions. Love it. And Josh, thanks again for coming on. I mean, great insight. What's one trade you're trying to make right now that that would help our listeners and and your handle? Yeah, I'll give I'll give this trade idea a shout out to to Mike, who's uh, at Fantasy Nerdboy in our chat. You know, we've been talking about. A Najee deal. I mentioned it tonight. Uh, I'd really like to explore some sort of deal with Najee uh, for a step down back plus, you know, ideally Brees Hall and something small, but I'd be open to exploring something else if as long as the back was right. Uh, that's kind of what I'm exploring. Uh, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Also wanted to give Adam a shout out in here for any of our listeners who don't know in the Scott Fishbowl, this guy is top 150 in all of the Scott Fishbowl. So uh, congrats, Adam. Uh, great job. Keep that up. And, uh, and you can find, uh, you can find me at, uh, JB under shepherd. Um, just constantly, constantly looking at, at things. I'm trying to be available in our chat and, uh, and otherwise, but, uh, just doing some deep dives and, uh, adjusting. Uh, I've already apologized to Amon Ra, but I will not apologize for my love for Dotson because he has not failed you so far. So love it. Anyway, there you go. And I'm saying bye Jalen. Oh, no, it's too late to buy Jalen Hurts. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process.